Moving on, I'm going to hand it off to Nick as we're going to start the NFC South. And Nick is going to begin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Nick, how are you going to handle this team without the leadership of Tom Brady? Well, right now I'm crying. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a tough one because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was still playing at MVP level and he decided to walk away. I mean, you can't, you, can, you can't really be mad about it, but, but I'm a little sad. So this is what I'm doing. As the GM of the Buccaneers, I'm calling Tom Brady and I'm asking if he's sure. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to retire? Because I'm going to put this team in a completely different direction if you are. And if he and if he says, I'm 100% sure I'm retiring and I'm not coming back, I'm like, all right, I got $2.1 million to work with. The problem with that is, first, if you look at Brady, like his contract, the way that they can fill out the paperwork for his retirement, if they do it before June 1st, this would cause the Bucks to shoulder their his whole $32 million cap hit this year, even though he's not playing. If they waited till after June 1st, then I think it would only count like $12 million towards the cap or something like that. And then they would have to have $23 million against their cap next year. So if he's 100% sure that he's not coming back, I would just go ahead and sign that paperwork before the first. I would just take the cap hit this year. So next year, I don't have to worry about it. I can just move forward. I think they have a lot of guys that are going to free agency. I, we're not going to be able to sign all of them. I think the best bet at this point is to take an asset like Chris Godwin, who's making $19.2 million this season, and try to trade him and get as many picks or assets for him as possible. Um, that would open up some cap space on the roster. I think then you either trade or cut um, Raheem Nunez-Roaches and then Cameron Brait. Um, Roaches would open up about 2.75 million this year, and then Brait would open up about 5.3. So, with all that, that would give me about like eight to ten million dollars to kind of work with. I think at that point, I would try to sign some young depth pieces just to put around um, the defense and the offense. And then I would try to go sign maybe one of those veteran quarterbacks like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Marcus Mariota, Terod Taylor. Um, bring them in on like a one or two year deal and just try to say, Hey, you know, you're going to be here, play as hard as you can, but you're going to be a bridge quarterback. And then at that point, I would just try to keep all the young pieces around, keep developing them. I would go into the draft and just draft best available player, but I'm not going to draft a quarterback this year only because I don't know. I'm, I could be wrong. I think that this draft class, either we're going to get two or three guys out of this quarterback class that are like really going to surprise us. Um, and are going to be really good down the line, or these guys are all going to be, they're just not going to pan out to be that good of a draft class. But I think there's too much risk and not enough reward. So I'm going to go ahead and put all my eggs in the next year's basket and try to go after CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. I'm going to kind of look at their development um, and see what they turn into. And I'm going to put my eggs in that basket and go after them in next year's draft. And obviously this year, we're not going to win a lot of games. I understand that, but I'm kind of going into in the rebuild mode at this point, especially taking on that cap hit of 32 name with Brady's retirement. I know it's not like the most sexy thing to say that I'm going into a rebuild, but there's just too many guys to resign, not enough cap space. And at this point, I mean, we might be able to win some games. We might be able to put some stuff together. Obviously you still have Mike Evans. Um, but I just think that at this point, we're not really a playoff team. Um, we could put some guys together and maybe go out there and try to compete. But I just think at this point, we just need to gather some assets and try to move them. What do you guys think? I agree for the most part. Um, I definitely think that 
the quarterback class this year is a little bit risky. Um, you got to be pretty patient with a lot of these guys. I think there's some definite upside, but it's going to take some time and take some patience to develop these guys. Um, so I, I definitely don't see a problem with waiting till next year and going and get CJ Stroud. Um, I don't know if you need to go into complete rebuild mode unless you're trying to tank for, you know, CJ Stroud or one of the top quarterbacks next year. Um, Cause I do think that there's still a lot of talent on this roster, especially on the um, defensive side of the ball. So if you can get, you know, a bridge quarterback to you know, fill the void for a year and then, you know, maybe bring in a little bit of a cheaper wide receiver, because I know you want to trade Chris Godwin. So maybe bring in, you know, one of these free agent guys that might be a little bit cheaper, but still produces pretty well. And then go into next year and go get CJ Stroud as your quarterback. And I think he'll be set up pretty nicely. Yeah. I would say that Brady is definitely done at least for the year. If he does come back, it's not going to be until another year or two. Because I it's I think he might if he does come back, he might pull a Rob Gronkowski retire for a year, then come back. But I think he would need something to entice him back. Um, but yeah, you definitely covered everything as if he was not. Anyways, if that is all said and done, uh, we are going to move on to Dom, who's going to be the GM of the Saints, and uh, have some fun with that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna need a drink after this one. <laughs> if I'm the GM of the Saints, oh man, wow. Um, so the starting off the off season with negative forty five million dollars in cap space, that's what the worst or second worst cap situation going into this off season. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the big contracts that they have, there's more dead cap that would be associated with cutting them than you would actually save. So cutting a lot of these guys are going to actually be adding more to the cap instead of saving. So doing this, I was pretty uh, dependent on restructuring a lot of these contracts. Um, so starting off, I restructured Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, and Bradley Roby. Um, then I went on and cut Mark Ingram, DeMario Davis, and Malcolm Jenkins. And then I, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I traded Taysom Hill just because he's not really that good of a quarterback. And I, I get you can use him in other areas in the offense and you can have him as your kick returner, but what they're paying him to be a, a utility knife for, for the most part, I, I think he's a little bit overpaid. So I would trade him maybe some mid-round picks. You're definitely not going to be able to get a high pick, but I just really want to get him off the books. <laughs> um and then I would re-sign Marcus Williams because he's one of the better young safeties in the league. And at 26, I, I would do whatever I can to keep him. Um, then I would keep Kawan Alexander on, you know, a pretty team-friendly deal. But doing all that gives me about $13 million in cap space. So it's not really anything to go out and sign anyone, especially these top free agents. So I'm actually not signing anyone in free agency and really focus on the draft. So starting off with the draft, 18th pick, I'm taking Malik Wills, quarterback out of Liberty. Um, I said this in the last episode, but I think right now he's the best quarterback in the draft, and I think he's he's get, definitely got the most upside, but he's a pretty raw talent that's going to take a year or maybe even two years, but hopefully just a year to really sit and learn and develop to be an NFL quarterback. 
because there's a big difference between a good college quarterback and being a good NFL quarterback. But I think Malik Wills has the potential to be a really good NFL quarterback. It's going to take a year for him to develop. So I think drafting him and letting him sit behind Taysom Hill for not Taysom Hill, letting him sit behind Tyrod Taylor for a year will be beneficial for him. With the 50th pick, I'm taking, again, sorry if I butcher this last name, but Kingsley Ngabari, the edge rusher out of South Carolina. Then I'm taking Neil Farrell Jr., defensive tackle out of LSU. Um, with the 90, 98th pick, I'm taking Khalil Shaker, wide receiver out of Boise State. Then I'm taking Luke Godecki, the tack, tackle out of Central Michigan. Then I'll take Kyle Phillips, wide receiver out of UCLA then tackle Logan Bass out of Wisconsin, and then quarterback E.J. Perry, the quarter, quarterback out of Brown University. But that's all I got. What did you guys think? Yeah, this is a, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The problem, too, is, like, if people don't understand, when you restructure somebody's deal, like, basically what you're doing is you're just, like, you're taking, like, that – signing bonus or guaranteed money or whatever and you're just pushing it back to another year so you're like you're just creating more of a problem like the Pittsburgh Steelers did that with like Ben Roethlisberger to the point where like this year they paid him like 40 million some dollars or something like that so but you just you just keep adding money you know to the next season until you get there and it's just like so yeah it, it helps well, luckily you know, like for the Saints but it like it just I don't know it really sucks so like yes that I mean, that's the only thing that they can do right now, like Dom said, because you can't, you're not, you're not cutting or trading Marshawn Lattimore, you're not cutting or trading Alvin Kamara, you're not doing that with Cam Jordan, you know what I mean? Like it's just those guys are, you know, too talented. They play too well still to to just get rid of them like that. Yeah. Um, well, and luckily for the Saints, there's a lot of big contracts coming off the books within the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So. Um, even when I restructured all these deals um, over the cap gives you a breakdown for the next season, then a couple years out, um, they'd still be, you know, positive in terms of cap space in 2023. And then they'll have like $90 million worth of cap space in 2024, just because of, you know, all these big contracts coming off the books. So restructuring these guys now, it's not really hurting them that much in the future. Yeah. That's that's probably good too, because I mean, obviously you have Drew Brees off the off the books, so that helps. And if you go out and get a young quarterback, I do like getting rid of Taysom Hill. That contract was like, because he's he's making like twelve million a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't he didn't even play quarterback. So like twelve million a year to me is like what you would pay a, I guess a, a good backup quarterback maybe, but he didn't even really play quarterback. He was more of like a gadget guy, so that just didn't make sense to me, but. Well, he, he did play quarterback this year, and when he played, it wasn't that great. <laughs> no, well, so, you, can, mm-hmm. you, you can play quarterback without playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I listen, I, I guess for me, like, and maybe I just don't, I pretty much every quarterback in this draft is either going to be, like, a two-year project or you're really, like, like, if you take them in the first round, you're really risking, like, that they're just not going to pan out to be anything. And when they take these quarterbacks in the first round, they either want them to start right away or they want to throw them in there a year later. And I just don't know if a lot of these guys are going to be ready to do that. I think they're going to be your projects. So to me, like, I don't know. I understand they need a quarterback, but I just, I wouldn't draft a quarterback in the first year. I don't think any of them are first round talents. I understand that 
you know, you got to have a quarterback and you got to draft one before somebody else. But sure, go ahead. Let somebody else spend a first round draft pick on a quarterback. I'm going to wait and get somebody good, you know what I mean, that I know is going to be able to produce at that point, And I'm going to take best available. It just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me to take a guy in the first round that's going to be a two, three-year project. And by the time that he's able to be half productive quarterback in the league, like, you could do that well, with somebody, I, I think, somebody within the third round. Like, that doesn't – you know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense to spend a first-round draft pick on it. But I just got to say you did pretty well. And for once, I didn't have to pick someone who had an absolutely god-awful cap space to deal with. <laughs> well, so, I, I looked I looked at the opportunity. I was like, you know what? The last couple – I gave myself an easy route with teams that had a lot of cap space. So I, I thought I'd give myself a challenge. All right. Anyways – Moving on, I'm moving over to the Falcons, which is a team that I've got. And to kind of run through it pretty quickly, the Atlanta Falcons currently have a cap space of $3 million, $820,734, with a dead cap space of $20 million. And as far as I know, team needs include wide receiver, quarterback, corner, defensive end, and safety. So some of the things that I would include are I would sign Sammy Watkins to a one maybe two year deal worth about $2 million ish. Um, This would at least help somewhat with the wide receiver issue. Then I would rearrange Matt Ryan's contract to some extent. And because he is currently making $16 million, a little over and we'll be having a $48.6 million cap hit as of right now. So I would make it so that it it wouldn't affect the cap that much. And then I would go into the draft at number eight. I would draft wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Uh, At number 43, I would go get Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati have Matt Ryan teach him for next year or two because he's only got like another year or two on his contract or something like that. And then I would go get running back Brees Hall with the 58. Then I would trade the 74th for as well as the 151st for the 76th and 127th. Then I would at the 76, I would pick defensive tackle Fedarian Mathis out of Alabama. 113, I would get Chris Hinton out of Michigan, defensive tackle. At 127, wide receiver Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis. And that's so what you guys got. Uh, yeah, I I think that the Falcons are in a little bit of a weird situation because they I think they overachieved a little bit last year, but they still need to come up with a line of succession for Matt Ryan because yeah, he's still playing pretty well. Um, good enough to definitely be a starter, but long-term, he's definitely not the option. And I don't think that, you know, next quarterback is on the roster. So I, I think going out and getting Desmond Ritter in what you took him in the second round, I think taking him and letting him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two is is going to be fine. Yeah, I picked him at the 43rd is where I, the simulation that I got. I I'm, I agree with everything. I thought uh, it's ironic that you talk about the um, 
the Falcons needing playmakers because uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, was suspended for at least a season because of gambling on sports scores. And it's ironic. The only reason I find that ironic is because I actually have in my pod, my section of the podcast with the Panthers, I have been trading McCaffrey to Atlanta for draft picks. All right. But, I mean, really, I mean, if, if you look at Atlanta, the only offensive weapons that uh, Matt Ryan has is um, Kyle Pitts. He's a tight end who was drafted like second or third overall last year. So, I mean, other than that, he doesn't really have anybody to throw to. And that's why I picked up Sammy Watkins. Yeah. And then, like I said, Calvin Ridley here. I think that's his name. He's out for years, suspended. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Nick. What's what's Matt Ryan's like cap hit? Is it is it a bunch or uh, um, right now it's like forty eight million. Is it is it is there anything guaranteed on it? Uh, I'm looking it. that up right now. Cause cause if it's not if it's not bad, I mean like like Dom said, I think they overachieved last year. But if they were to cut him pre one, it'll be forty million dollars in dead cap and save eight million dollars. Looking at the rest of his deal, he's got guaranteed money. He, I don't think he has anything left in terms of guaranteed money. Well, I don't think I would cut Matt Ryan. Well, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if if it, if the dead cap wasn't much, I mean, you could you could try to trade him. Maybe like, I just, I think that this team at this point, like, I think a lot of teams are afraid to rip the bandit off and go into full rebuild mode because they just, they just don't want to do it, but. It just makes it, it makes a lot of sense just to be like, yo, let's let's uh, tear it down to the studs and and try to get as much assets, you know, as possible, young assets, and start building and and get some cap space, and then go out there and and put some good veteran players who are actually going to produce for the money that we're paying them, you know, around those young guys, and then that way, before those guys' contracts come up, you can go out there and win some games and, and maybe even compete. You know what I mean? That's kind of similar to what I was saying for the Jaguars, but. I guess with that, with that well, Ryan's contract, it doesn't make any Matt, sense. Matt Ryan's definitely going to be on the team this year, but looking yeah. at next year, um, his dead cap drops from 40 to 15, which still might be a little too much to cut him, but it'll be the last year of his deal anyways. Yeah. So they can cut him going into the last year of his deal or just let him play out the last year of his contract at 38. Yeah. I mean, and at that point, he might just retire. If you just – I mean, next year you could try to trade him. That's, that's why I was asking this year how much of it was going to be dead because – if, if you weren't going to be responsible for that much dead cap, I would just go into the rebuild now. Like, but yeah, you're going to, you're going to have to put players around him. Honestly though, David, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to help. I wouldn't even spend the money on him. I would just yeah. try to go out there and get as much, you know, wide receiver depth in the draft as you can um, and build from there. Cause it just, to me, Sammy Watkins really even worth like the contract. You might as well go spend the money on like something else. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a moment, John. Yeah, trade for, oh, okay. the, trade for the running back that can't stay healthy. That's a that's a good that's a good one. <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, ruined my fantasy team this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he ruins the the Panthers because he can't stay on the field. So. But. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, I'm gonna hand it off to John. Who's going to take care of the Carolina Panthers? All right. Uh, like I, I might have already, I've already kind of hinted before. I would have the Panthers trade Christian McCaffrey to Atlanta 
for just a boatload of draft picks. Um, uh, I feel I feel the Panthers are in a rebuild mode, and I feel like out of all the teams that are rumored to be traded to are rumored for Christian McCaffrey to be traded to, I think Atlanta's. Even though the division rivals, they're, in my opinion, be number one on the list. There are other teams like uh, Jets were another team that they were talking about being traded to. Um, I can't remember the others off the top of my head. But like I said, I I think the the Panthers need to rebuild, uh, need to draft or in rebuild mode. If they, if they, uh, I also think they should cut Brian Khalil. He did say his last name. He's a center to free up about $7.1 million in calf space. And then I have them as right now, just kind of a bridge quarterback, uh, maybe trade, not trade, tra- um, coach up a young quarterback and maybe in the draft, I have them targeting Jamison Winston at free agency. And I think the Bra- I think the Panthers should draft offensive lineman, Charles cross from Mississippi state. I just I just kind of had the Panthers going to rebuild mode, like I've mentioned before. Um, I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. I do not think Sam Darnold is the answer over there. And, you know, Cam Newton can't stay healthy. He's not what he used to be. Um, so I don't think he's the answer quarterback either. So I think they need to probably draft a guy, draft a quarterback, maybe in the later rounds or the middle rounds. Sign Jameson Winston, have him coach him up, and then either Jameson Winston, when he's ready, have him going in the starting role, or or have whoever they draft a quarterback emerge into the starting role. But like I said, this is not a playoff team um, this coming year. I think they're in rebuild mode, and I think if you you if you trade Christian McCaffrey, who <sighs> The guy, the guy, I think the guy, I think the guy is 26 or 27. He's a great running back. He, he cannot stay healthy lately. Uh, past couple of years, he just has not been healthy. So I wouldn't cut him. I'd try to trade him to what you can get for him. But I, like I said before, I, I trade him for like multiple draft picks. You're not another player, not one or two draft picks. Try to try to get as many draft picks as you can out of them. And I think because out of Kyle Pitts, Atlanta's that's the only offensive weapon that they have is Kyle Pitts as their tight end. And I think if they get Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think that's a real good fit for Atlanta. Give somebody for um, for Matt Ryan to line up in the backfield or line up as like a slot receiver or something like that. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the Atlanta Falcons would be taking a risk because Christian McCaffrey just has not been healthy past year or two, or maybe even more than that. But that's that. if I'm the GM of the Panthers, uh, that's that's what I would do. That's why I would take this team. That I am sort of hesitant about is trading McCaffrey to the Falcons, just because I don't think – I don't, I don't think the Panthers would be willing to trade him within the division, especially because okay. when, when he is healthy, he's one of the best running backs of the league. He's one of the best weapons in the league, let alone one of the best running backs. So I wouldn't trade him to a team where you're going to have to face him twice a year if he's healthy. But I, his contract is also big. Like that, That's not a rebuilding piece. That's a I'm trying to win now piece if you're, if you're making that trade. So if, if I'm – the Falcons and I need to go into rebuild mode. 
I don't know if I'd want to spend what 11, 12, 13 million dollars on a on a running back. But if you were to get traded, I do think multiple first or not multiple first, but definitely multiple picks would definitely be the going great for him. Yeah. Where, where would you trade him to then? If it's not um, some AFC team, um, I don't have. I mean, they did talk about the Jets. Yeah, that like you said, rebuilding, not rebuilding Pete. Um, for no. me, I would probably say either Buffalo or maybe New England. As much as I don't like it, because they're they're on the brink of maybe adding a piece and making a deep playoff run. Nick, you have anything, Dad? Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's probably going to be hard to move just because that contract. Not not necessarily that he's not a good player. I think the other thing, too, is, like, when you look at his injury history since 2020, he's missed about, like, 21 games, I think, like, something like that, 2021 games. So you're really kind of – at that point, if you're going to go into rebuild mode and you're going to try to get assets for Christian McCaffrey – I don't think it really matters where you trade him. I think you're just trying to get as many assets back in return. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's no guarantee that he's going to stay healthy, but there's no guarantee that he's going to get injured either. So, like, if Dom, Dom said you trade him to the Falcons and then he just doesn't get injured, you know what I mean, or doesn't miss significant time like he has the past couple of seasons, then you really shot yourself in the foot because you're going to watch him run all over your defense for the next four or five years. So, I don't know. I, I think that trading him to the Falcons – makes the most sense for the Falcons, but I don't know if it makes the most sense for the Panthers unless the Falcons put together the best package, but I don't know. I, yeah, it, if I'm trading him within the, in the division, like the what I'm going to get in return would have to be astronomical, like multiple first and players. I mean, honestly, again, I mean, if, if Matt Ryan's like contract wasn't so awful, you know what I mean, for the Falcons, you could try to – maybe do like a, a swap or you send Christian McCaffrey to the Falcons and the Falcons give you like some picks and then Matt Ryan, you know what I mean? And yeah, maybe the Panthers try to stay competitive or something like that, but I don't know. I think at this point, the Panthers, like, it seems like a lot of the, the teams in this division, they're just kind of stuck where they're at. There's really not much they can do. Like, you know, the Buccaneers are kind of stuck. I mean, they, they could trade Chris Godwin, but they probably might as well just keep him. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with Dom. Like, they have a lot of good talent. So, I mean, at that point, you're just trading Chris Godwin just to get the $19 million off the cash base and get some draft picks with the Saints. I mean, you're kind of stuck with the guys that you have, so restructuring makes sense. Um, with the Falcons, you're stuck with Matt Ryan, so there's really not much you can do. And with the Panthers, you're just kind of – you're stuck. So trot Sam Darnold out there and try to win some games. I don't know. <laughs> oh God, you you might as well just not try to quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he listen. He sees lots of ghosts. Maybe he'll hit his players through the ghosts. I, I don't know. Sign out for sign out for ghost adventures. Yeah, listen. I mean, hey, Juju said he wanted to go play with Sam Darnold, his old uh, college quarterback. So maybe they can go <laughs> sign him, or they can go sign Juju and him and Sam Darnold well, can, uh, get some magic back. I, I don't know. Well, if he wants to waste. To waste the rest of his career that that's on juju <laughs> yeah yeah that's a rough one but anyways to listeners thank you for tuning in to another episode of deep dive sports and two minute drill and we'll see you in the next one thank you everyone for listening to another episode of two minute drill and make sure to follow the show on instagram at two minute drill podcast D D S. 
Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, two-minute hero listeners, until next time.